You're listening to Plan Style Do, the wedding podcast. Hello and welcome to Plan Style Do. I'm your host, Jordan Weaver. I'm a wedding planner and stylist and founder of Jordan Weaver Events. Each week, I bring you bite-sized episodes and interviews with leading wedding industry experts to help take stress and confusion out of planning your wedding. Today, I'm joined by the incredible Zoe Morley. Zoe is a Sydney-based wedding photographer who travels far and wide to capture timeless celebrations. Her work has been featured in Vogue, Hello May, The Lane, Hooray Magazine, and Together Journal, to name but a few. And just recently, I was fortunate enough to have Zoe capture my style shoot at Terrera House on the New South Wales South Coast. Now, photography is one of the areas of wedding planning. I encourage couples to spend a lot of time researching because there are just so many different styles and variables when it comes to photography. And these are the images you're going to have for the rest of your life. So it is so, so important to make the right choice for you. Today, Zoe and I are going to be discussing how to choose the right wedding photographer for you and your style. Some of the different wedding photography terms that come up as you're doing your research and some tips on how to factor photography timings into your wedding day and get the shots that truly capture you and your love. So let's get started. Hey Zoe, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Now you've got a wealth of knowledge we're going to share in today's episode to help demystify the process of booking a wedding photographer. But before we dive into that, can you tell us how did you get into photography and how would you describe your photography style? Yeah, sure. So basically I've been photographing everything since I can remember. So I started off on film and I had my own dark room in the backyard when I was about 15. And yeah, just from there, it's kind of gone down a few different paths. So I started out doing more documentary and sport photography. So I've kind of traveled the world um, photographing mountain bike races and did a lot of international projects to help raise money for HIV AIDS. So I spent a long time um, doing those projects in South Africa and a few other countries. And then kind of uh, over the years, it's just kind of narrowed back down into um, finding a career that was kind of going to help me make some money and kind of be a bit more um, constant. So that was wedding photography and I loved it from the beginning. So I've been shooting weddings full time now for about eight years. And I think definitely the process of doing more documentary style work in the past has kind of led to my style being a lot more about capturing moments as they happen naturally, telling the story of the day rather than doing anything that's contrived or posed, definitely factoring that documentary style that I've kind of created as I've worked with photography over the years. So for me, definitely the natural element, a bit more editorial as well, getting those beautiful shots of the couple um, is definitely what I aim to do at a wedding. Amazing. Now you've described your style as quite natural and editorial, but there are so many different styles when it comes to wedding photography. And I think it's something that couples don't necessarily think about when they're first starting out. You know, some photographers have a really bright and light style. Um, Others are more dark and moody and some are more bright and colorful. What's your advice for a couple on how to match the style of photography to their personalities and also to the overall look and feel of their wedding? I think that's a really interesting question and I think, yes, there are definitely so many different styles of wedding photography and I can imagine it's quite overwhelming, especially once you go down the rabbit hole of 
finding someone you like on Instagram and then like following somebody else that becomes a bit, um, yeah, there's just so, so many photographers out there. So I really think looking through the photographer's portfolio, that would be like their website and Instagram, you generally get a feel for what their style is and if you connect with it. Like, so if you are looking through it and you really feel like you're drawn to those bright, colourful photos, then don't go booking a photographer that has mostly dark, um, moody photos. And the same goes vice versa. And definitely meeting with your photographer and having a chat with them will will make you realise whether they will fit with your day or not. You really want to make sure that you connect with them. And do they make you feel relaxed? Do they make you feel comfortable? Do they make you feel like they're not there? Because that's also very important because you don't want them to feel like they're kind of overbearing or overpowering the day either. You want them there just to capture what, what's going on on the day, um, whilst also giving you helpful advice, direction and that kind of thing. So really connecting with the photographer on a personal level as well as how you much you like their work is really important. Amazing. Terrific advice. Well, there are some terms that I have found um, couples are coming up against when they're researching their wedding photographer. One of those is the term second shooter. Can you tell me what a second shooter is and what are the benefits for having one? Yeah, sure. So basically, a second shooter is somebody that is hired by your photographer. Um, They're there to help get all the different angles of the day. They're there to capture different points of view. So if you're having the ceremony, they're kind of more focused on the guests, whereas the photographer will be more focused on the immediate event going on. Um, They're also there to capture the details of your reception. Um, They'll be around during the canopy hour. So if your photographer is off taking photos with the bridal party, they're getting more photos of the guests. So they're definitely more focused on the additional information in the wedding that the main photographer can't necessarily capture. I only really recommend having a second photographer if you have around 120 people or more, just because it is their focus to get more of the guests and all the additional stuff going on. And if you have two photographers for any less than that, it can end up being quite distracting. Um, Mostly for the guests involved, like especially during the ceremony and everything that's happening, you don't want to take that away from the main event. Um, And I find that personally, as a single photographer, majority of my weddings are under the 120 um, person guest list. And I find I can actually get all the photos that are needed, um, all the angles that are needed and all like everything done as well as I would have if I had two photographers, just because you're not really distracted by the other person. um, And there is still the opportunity to get around and get everything that you need. So it kind of really depends on what your preference is. And if you're happy to have candid photos of all your guests um, and just capturing the essence of the day, then generally just having the one photographer for a smaller wedding is more than okay. But if you're having a very large wedding and you're more interested in capturing posed photos of guests at tables and that kind of thing, then having a second photographer or a second shooter is definitely what you would want to go for. Yeah, terrific. Now, in terms of timings, I generally recommend to couples that they start looking into their photographer as soon as they have their venue and their date locked in. Can you tell me how far in advance do you generally take bookings and how far in advance are you getting booked out? Um, yeah, that's really important, especially if you're after a specific photographer to get in quick. I generally start getting booked out for very peak season. So peak season would be um, October, November, and then sort of February, March, April, um, about 18 months before the wedding. So 12 to 18 months, definitely when you want to start booking in your photographer. Any less than that, then you might start missing out on photographers that you really want. 
Mm. Great advice. Now, I get a lot of questions from couples about which shots to capture on their wedding day. Can you tell me what are the key kind of must-have shots for a wedding and how do you work with a couple to kind of put together their shot list and and get the the full list of shots that they want for their wedding? Um, It's an interesting question and I think a lot of people have this idea about a shot list, but the reality is nobody really has time to look at a shot list on the wedding day and nothing really happens to plan. And I think having a shot list creates expectations that can be can lead to disappointment. And I think if you trust your photographer and you hire somebody who is experienced and has years working in the field, then they naturally just take those necessary photos as they're going, like they, they'll, they'll know exactly what to take and what to get for you. Definitely mention to them if you have a specific moments, like if you want to get a photo with your niece or something that's really important to you that maybe the photographer wouldn't know about, but the general photos that everybody wants to have at their wedding. So photos of your dress, your shoes, getting ready, photos with your mum and your dad, photos with all the different family combinations, photos walking down the aisle, photos like having your first kiss. Like it is very much um, a part of the process of being a wedding photographer to know exactly what's happening next and what to get. Um, And I think you just have to really trust that your photographer knows what they're doing. And if there are particular photos that you do want to have taken that are outside of the general photos that are known in wedding photography, then obviously definitely get in touch with your photographer and let them know. Like I personally send out a questionnaire about a month out from the wedding that has all the details that I'll need for the wedding day. Like I say in my questionnaire, like everything that you expect at the wedding, I will photograph. So anything out of the ordinary, please tell me and I'll make sure that those photos are taken for you. Absolutely. Great advice. Cause I know couples can sometimes get hung up on having a shot list and fearing that if it's not on the list then their photographer won't capture it. But like you said, you know, wedding photographers have been there, done that. And it's a good idea to kind of just trust in their instincts and trust that they know which images to capture on your day. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's when experience comes into play and knowing how long your photographer has been photographing weddings for and, you know, all that kind of jazz, it does play into how much you end up spending on a photographer. So I know a lot of people want to go the cheapest option, but the cheapest option isn't always the best option because that normally means that that photographer doesn't have the experience necessary to get all those photographs that kind of expected on a wedding day. So you kind of have to decide what's important if it's budget concern and then you kind of can't expect to have that experience behind the photographer. But if you're happy to pay a little bit more, then you will know at least you have that peace of mind that photographer will have the knowledge and the know-how to get those best possible photos for you. Now, one thing that couples might not think about is light and the time of day for their photography. Because I know this is a huge factor for photographers planning out the timings for the right time of day so that you can get those optimum family photos and gorgeous photos of the couples themselves how do you work with the couple on that and also how do you factor in things like the time of day and the venue and the direction of the sun and all that kind of thing I've always been interested about how photographers do that it is really important it's definitely a good question to ask I think a lot of people don't realize how important that light is if you're getting married in the middle of the day you just have to be to be aware that 
the light is literally the worst. <laughs> you get that direct sunlight, you get the shadows under your eyes and everything like that. So every photographer will tell you the golden hour is the best time to have your photos taken. Usually for a winter wedding, it's very easy to get that golden hour because you don't have daylight savings. So having a, a wedding at like 3 p.m. means that you're going to have that golden hour, which is the hour before sunset at a perfect time. But if you're having a wedding in summer, then obviously that does become a little bit more tricky. You know, standard weddings are kind of at three or four. I say have your ceremony as late as possible for the best light. Um, but you obviously don't want to miss out on all the fun with your guests and stuff. So there's kind of, you do have to kind of play a little bit of a, a game with like what is important, having um, more time to have with your friends and family or the photos. So usually in summer, I say have your ceremony as late as you possibly can, which is usually about four or 4.30. Um, the ceremony goes for half an hour. Straight after the ceremony, we do half an hour for family photos. I do recommend having your family photos right after the ceremony only because everybody is around. If you have them any later, it's kind of like herding cats and it's really difficult to find everybody that you need for those family photos. So generally light doesn't come into play that much for family photos. We usually find the best possible place to get the family photos at the time. But having your photos with your bridal party, the later the better. So if, if it is a summer wedding, it can be a little bit more difficult. So what I usually say is if you can, if we can do like half an hour photos, we'll make the best of whatever the current light situation is. And then at sunset, I will just take the couple away for about half an hour or, you know, 15 minutes or anything, <laughs> just give me anything for that golden hour of light, which is right before sunset to get the, those beautiful photos, which really are the best photos of the day. Beautiful. Yeah, they are absolutely gorgeous. Now, finally, if some, if a couple are, are really keen to get beautiful photos for their wedding, which most couples are, but they're not necessarily comfortable in front of the camera, how do you work with couples to put them at ease and make them feel relaxed so that you can capture those beautiful moments? It's funny, like every single couple that ever books me is they always say the same thing I feel so awkward in front of the camera and I know exactly how that feels like I am the same but I think it's all just about making you feel comfortable like because my style is so natural most of it is just getting them to be themselves so tell them to go and walk over there under the tree and have a chat under the tree and it's generally because it's not very imposing or it's not very awkward with me like being there like right in their face telling them what to do and it's much more natural and not staged. It is a bit better for people that feel a little awkward in front of the camera, but it is going to feel awkward for the first few minutes, no matter what, because you've never really had a photographer there in your face for the whole time. Um, but I think with my couples, it is just about getting used to each other, having a few chats before the wedding just to get comfortable with the photographer. Basically, I end up being just like a friend on the day. So it becomes less awkward because you're just basically having a mate then. I'll crack my stupid jokes and I'll make fun of the situation and I'll just make you feel comfortable and make sure that you're relaxed and enjoying the day. So it's not, you're not under pressure, you're just enjoying yourselves. And that's really like the aim to get you guys feeling, yeah, your best selves. Absolutely. Well, I have been uh, in front of the camera when you've been taking photos and I have to say you made me feel very comfortable when I wasn't feeling quite yeah. so comfortable. So thank, thank you. you. But I can't recommend you enough. The stunning photos you capture, the fun, upbeat atmosphere you bring. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. If couples want to find out more about you and your wedding photography services, can you tell us how can they reach you? 
Well, you can pro- it's probably best just to reach me through my website, which is zoemorleyphotography.com. Thank you very much. I will pop a link to your website and also to your Instagram in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for joining me, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real joy. That brings an end to this week's episode of Plan Style Do. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have, please take the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in so that other brides and grooms can find out about us too. I'm Jordan Weaver. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you next time.